0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to Basketball Conference, the ACC football podcast. My name is Joey Weaver. He is Mike McDaniel. Mike, Week 13, Rivalry Week. we to preview some games.
1: You believe we're at the last week of the regular season already? How did this happen? I cannot. It has
0: gone real quick this year.
1: Yeah. I figured it would, though, coming out of COVID. Like, mm-hmm. I figured... Like the the first like real season back because there was such build up anticipation everybody was so excited for it I figured it would fly by
0: and it has mm-hmm. yeah definitely has definitely has Um yeah it's been a really quick three months and it helps when you know we're traveling a bunch and everything else going on it makes life go real fast right um, but Mike we do find ourselves in week thirteen it is rivalry week um, I, I'm going to try to say that as few times as possible because the more I say it the more that I'm just going to like slur through that word so uh, you know it's (laughs) we'll say this it's Wednesday afternoon as we record this Um, you're probably listening to this on Thanksgiving day or maybe even the day after so happy Thanksgiving Um, thank you all we're very thankful for you our listeners and and our supporters and our uh, contributors we have a listener email we're going to get to here in a little bit Um, very thankful for you all really hope the Thanksgiving turkey brought you something good overnight and uh, you're able to uh, have a have a nice, wonderful holiday with uh, with your loved ones. Um, or, you know, Friendsgiving, too. That, that works, too. That's always fun. Oh, uh, yeah. Mike, any uh, any thanks you want to give out before uh, before we get into this?
1: Thanks to the listeners. Thanks for all the reviews mm-hmm. and the ratings and the questions to our email. We've gotten a bunch of those this year. We've gotten a lot of good feedback. We've gotten more and more Twitter followers our Our listenership is growing year over year. Mm -hmm. All this stuff we want to see. So we're growing a podcast we're seeing. So thank you all.
0: Yep. Yeah. And I mean, even as, you know, my team has struggled this year and your team in a lot of ways has struggled this year and I mean, fired its coach, like our numbers have stayed pretty consistent, which to me, Mike tells me that we have a very consistent community of people that we're building here. So thank you for welcoming us into your days and your lives. Hopefully we uh, bring a little bit of joy to you, even in the times where your team is bad.
1: Yeah, a little peek behind the curtain. When we first started, it was a lot of Joey's following with Georgia Tech. A lot of my following with Virginia Tech came over to this podcast. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like we're pretty well represented by most, if not all, teams in the ACC. So yep, that's something we wanted to see. That's something that was really important to Joey and I when we started this to, you know, obviously give our unique perspectives with our respective schools, but also to be able to have a, a listenership, and a fan base of our podcast mm-hmm. from fan bases across the ACC, not just associated with Georgia Tech and Virginia Tech. So we really, really appreciate it.
0: And just a little, you know, while we're talking about it, Mike, just a little teaser for you. If you are a fan of, of a team that is not Georgia Tech or Virginia Tech, um, you know, if you're a particularly close follower, you know, let us know if you might be interested in contributing to the show a little bit this offseason. We have uh, – we have something planned that we think could be really fun, really interesting, and we'd uh, we'd love to have participation from the uh, from the audience, if you will. So, uh, let us know if you're interested in contributing to the show. We, we'd love to have you.
1: Yeah, Twitter DMs, emails. Uh, we check our email more regularly, so probably hit our email that we mm-hmm. repeat at the end of every show. So make sure to do that. Do that, Mike. Week thirteen. You want to get into it? Let's do it.
0: As we always do, we got to start by recapping our Van Gorder coin balances, and buddy, your boy is back in the lead.
1: Rough week for me last week with my show bets here. Yeah, Not a bad week with my actual bets, but didn't go well on this show.
0: At the actual window went better than at the show window. Uh, yes,
1: no doubt about that.
0: I, uh, I, I won a little bit. I only had two wagers in, uh, but the bigger one cash. That was the under in the Georgia Tech-Notre Dame game that we recapped thoroughly on our Saturday <laughs> Night Recap. Um, Can't believe that went under. Yeah, that that cashed. So I am up seven seventy-three last week. Uh your you you went, I think, one for three on your three wagers. You're down sixteen thirty-six. So, Mike, that leaves us with a balance. Me at four oh one seventy-three, you at three ninety-eight sixty four. I have a lead of three Van Gorder coin after Getting we started tight. the season with five hundred.
1: Getting tight. We're both down, but. I'm a little bit more down. That's right.
0: This is where we get to start playing the game this week of picking against each other and uh, fading each other and the whole thing. So um, with that, Mike, let's get into these picks. And once again, as always, all of these spreads, totals, all the odds that we talk about on here brought to you by betus.com. It is America's favorite sports book, Mike. They've been in business for well over 30 years now. Uh, They got betting on college football, the NFL, um, NBA, politics. I think the NHL is playing these days. Um, there's world events like you know you can bet on all sorts of things there. Uh, go do it all at betus.com. Use promo code GOACC for a 125% bonus on your first deposit of at least 100 bucks. That's right. If you deposit $100, use promo code GOACC, you get to bet with $225, Mike. Just our little gift to you.
1: It's the least we can do this holiday season.
0: Happy Thanksgiving. I'll uh, yes. we'll, you know we'll, we'll put that under the tree for you. So I don't know how Thanksgiving works. It's fine.
1: <laughs> yeah, Mix and match.
0: That's right. Promo code go ACC at betus.com. Thanks to those who have. Uh, Mike, we got to get started here. ACC action. And we have one game on Friday. Kind of disappointing, actually. I thought there'd be maybe two to three games on Friday, but only one on Friday. It is the 7 o'clock game on ESPN. The North Carolina Tar Heels, a six-point underdog on the road in Raleigh, taking on the number 20 NC State Wolfpack. Total is 62-and-a-half. Mike, NC State needs to win, and then if Wake loses on Saturday, the Wolfpack is going to the ACC championship.
1: Yeah, they are. I, give me NC State here. Look, this is the way I look at this. NC State's been the more consistent team all year long. Their defense has been very good. Carolina's offensive line has struggled to protect, not only protect Dan Howell, but run the football consistently all year. You know, some games have been better than others. I get the Carolina's offense, for the most part, has been fine, especially in the second half of the year. But defensively, there's still a work in progress. And NC State's offense has been quietly pretty good. Mm -hmm. Like Devin Leary, especially, throwing the football has been, one of the better quarterbacks in the conference this year, and nobody's really talking about him because of how good Brand Armstrong's been and Kenny Pickett and you know, Sam Howell can kind of be spoken about in that in that same regard, but Sam Howell's got the star power, right? And everybody had high expectations for him. Mm-hmm. So even as Carolina's cratered, people are still understanding how well Sam Howell has been playing. Same's not really can, the same can't be said for Devin Leary, right? NC Statesman team that's flown under the radar, didn't have these high expectations coming into the year, at least not to the degree that like North Carolina did where Carolina was expected to win the coastal or at worst be like a nine or 10 win team and go to a big time bowl game. You know, some people had him in a playoff, which I thought was outrageous, you know, beating, beating Clemson. Now neither mm-hmm. one of them, neither one of them might end up being in the conference championship game after all that. Right. So I, I just look at NC state. I look at the way Leary's throwing football. I look at the way NC state, Played last week, bouncing back after that tough loss to Wake Forest a couple weeks back, and to now go into this game, a rivalry game against North Carolina with a lot on the line. NC State's got a ton to play for, and they've been the more consistent team all year, and they're at home. So give me the Wolf Pack. I think they win. I think uh, – because I think they win, I think this game goes under. I'm thinking something like, oh – 34 to 21 maybe I think they, they cover Close mm-hmm. Right you know 34 to 21 I guess would be covering it by About a touchdown which would be which would be Pretty good pretty actually comfortable. <laughs> Pretty comfortable um, but I think it's A it's the type of game where North Carolina is in it You know in it and it competitive and NC State Pulls away and makes more plays late
2: Yeah
0: uh, I, I agree with everything you just said, Mike. Um, oh, okay cool. the, the, the matchup favors NC State here. NC State's the home team. They're the better team. like you know they they should be able to win this game by more than a touchdown, right? I think I'm gonna take North Carolina here. Oh, I, I'm not I, 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 I think I think NC State wins close. Mm-hmm. Mike, do you know when the last time that Mac Brown lost
1: to NC State was? Oh God, I don't know. Some some time around the Eisenhower administration, 1992. Okay, did sometime anything, around the Clinton administration. Did anything
0: good happen in 1992 that you know of, Mike?
1: Oh, what happened in 1992, Joey? Other than the fact that I was born.
0: Well, that was where I was going with it. Where yeah, but anyways. Oh, okay.
1: Well, <laughs> I was born that year.
0: My dad makes jokes of you know some you know 19, 1955 was a really good year. Well, that was the year he was born. Um, <laughs> sorry. Hey, Dad. Um. No, I'm going to go with North Carolina, and the fact is that Matt Brown has won this game seven seven in a row as head coach at UNC. Um, NC State is the better team, um, and they I think they should win. I think I think they will win. I just this is a this is one of those games that I don't know that I expect NC State to like really run away with it. Um, okay, and especially you know that run game that should be where they're able to really kind of do some damage to North Carolina. Uh, but I don't know if they'll be able to. And on the other side, North Carolina being able to run the ball against NC State, I, I think that might be there with some of the issues that NC State's had with injury to linebackers. Um, I think North Carolina's going be able to get something going. I think this is going to be a close game. So give me North Carolina in the points, but I think NC State wins the game outright. Um, I do not have a wager on this one way or the other. I think with some maybe defensive deficiencies on both sides, I think I'm going to go for the over. Um, I, I think this could get a little bit pointsy, a little bit, a little bit wild. Um, they've played some crazy games on Black Friday in recent years and they, they're really fun to watch. So I, I look forward to just the pure television program that this game will be. Um, but yeah, give me, give me Carolina to cover in a close game. I think NC State wins and, uh, puts the pressure on Wake Forest. The, the win here, by the way, and we'll come back to this a little bit later, but the win for NC State eliminates Clemson from the ACC championship game. So, um, and then it just comes down to what Wake does the following day.
1: Uh, there's there's a lot of implications here for the conference championship game over in the Atlantic, so it's going to be interesting.
0: Yeah, exactly. So keep your eye on this game. It should be a fun like Friday night kind of thing to do as you uh, prep for the rest of your college football weekend. Yeah, for sure. North Carolina in the over for me, NC State in the under for you. No wagers one way or the other, Mike. Um, let's move on to Saturday noon on ESPN2, the number 18 Wake Forest Steeman Deeks are a five-point favorite on the road taking on the Boston College Eagles. Uh, Total is 64 and a half. Uh, Mike, let's keep in mind here that, you know, not only was a Saturday night recap a uh, a first for us, kind of a a little bit of an unprecedented thing for this podcast. We also had a Locks on that podcast for the coming <laughs> week for, <laughs> for the following preview. Right. So for whatever reason, we, we did that and just like, let that fly. Um, and both you and I have locks on this game. So wake forest minus the five already locked up. You
1: better lock it up. And you with better no lock bourbon up. in my you system, at lock least not at the lock present time. Please? Uh, yeah, I, I couldn't feel better about that pick.
0: You said that over the, over the sound and that's just perfect. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: that worked out. <laughs> yeah, couldn't feel but couldn't feel better about it.
0: Uh I'm good with it as well. I it's kind of a lot of points on the road, um but I mean Wake Wake has played well. And they struggled at times against Clemson, but they were able to move the ball at other times there. Um yep. I I would be very concerned the, the big concern for me is is Wake's run defense against Boston College's rushing attack. And it's yep. it's not just Pat Garwo, it's also a little bit of Phil Dracovic because Yep. As much as Jurkovic has not looked good throwing the ball, coming back from injury, uh, he's looked plenty good running the ball. So that right. that is definitely a concern for Wake Forest in this game.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think so too. Um, but I, I mean, I like Wake bounce back spot. I think they'll play better. Boston College just looked hapless on offense against Florida State, which mm-hmm. was surprising. So, I mean, Wake's defense hasn't been great, but. I also don't think BC is going to be able to to score with Wake either, which is a, is a big part of it. I think Wake's offense wins in this game.
0: Right. Um, I agree with that, and and I think the scoring that Wake Force is going to do at least is enough for me to take the over here. Yeah, um, sixty four and a half, kind of a lot of points, especially for a game involving Boston College. But we also saw them run up forty one points in Bobby Dodd Stadium a couple weeks ago. So, uh, you know. It's not like they're totally incapable of it. Maybe just get the ball to Zay Flowers. (laughs) I don't know.
1: Just throw it to Zay Flowers, which I thought they'd be doing already. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, Bill Jarkovic had trouble finding him last week. Yeah, to say the least.
0: Um, Let me go 20 Van Gorder coin on Wake Forest here with the lock.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll go 20 as well. I feel pretty comfortable about picking this game.
2: Yeah,
0: and you're on the over as well?
1: I am. Any wagering? On that. I'm gonna leave that alone. I'm gonna leave it total alone.
0: Give me ten Van Gorder coin on the over. Oh, okay. All right. Going for the jugular here this week, Mike. We gotta we got build lead Clearly. Clearly. With a uh yeah, a ten Van Gorder coin difference off of what you're doing anyways. So there we go. Um all right. Wake and the over for the both of us. Both of us have wake locked and uh both have the over and I have ten on the over. So good stuff. 345 on the ACC network, Mike. You know about this game.
1: What is this game time? Sorry. It's the classic
0: 345 TV spot, Mike. Everybody knows that.
1: Has Raycom sports ass. Shit, if I've ever heard of any.
0: It has uh, infected the ACC network, as we really should have just seen that coming.
1: Yeah.
0: Your Virginia Tech Hokies are a seven-point underdog in the road in Charlottesville, taking on the Virginia... Cavaliers, the who's Mike. This game is played as you know, played for the Commonwealth Cup. Uh I like the only reason I can think to take Virginia Tech even against the number in this game is what history tells me.
1: Right. Now I'm with you. There's nothing on the field based on what we've seen so far that really favors Virginia Tech. I mean, the the way I look at this is UVA's defense has not been good we've talked about that all year has not been very good. Mm -hmm. And Virginia tech's best path to winning this game is making it a high efficiency, low volume from an offensive possession standpoint. Yep. The issue, the issue isn't that I think Virginia tech can sit on the ball against UVA defense. I think they'll be able to do that. Can they be efficient when it counts? Can they score in the red zone? Like touchdowns, not field goals. Mm -hmm. Can they not step on their toe and commit a dumb penalty that puts them behind the sticks? Like, The answer in my mind is no, right? So the overarching question in this football game for me, if I'm a Virginia Tech fan, is can Virginia Tech's offense support you enough against a bad UVA defense? Enough so that regardless of what Virginia Tech defense shows up that day, you feel confident you can keep it competitive. Mm -hmm. And that's before even factoring in the UVA offense, right? Yeah. And the answer, long story short, is: Can you trust your? Can you trust your offense? Right. Which... The answer is, no. the no. <laughs> I mean, the answer is no. You cannot. So I, the only way I see this being competitive is if Virginia Tech sits on the ball, and is very efficient in the red zone and can move the football, and keep it out of Brendan Armstrong's hands because Virginia Tech's secondary has been really suspect lately. Jermaine Waller played. His worst game of the season last week against Miami. And mm-hmm. he's been playing at an all ACC level for most of the year, but he was really bad last week. Even if he bounces back to form, that really only takes who? Dontavian Wicks out of the equation, right? Assuming that Waller plays to his capability and can neutralize him somewhat. Yeah, then, but yeah. But then UVA's got a million other guys to choose from. Keaton Toss has been really good. Billy Kemp's been really good. Jelani Woods, um, been Jelani Woods good. at tight end has been really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Rashawn Henry, Sr., mm-hmm. the slot, really good. So UVA's got so many weapons. they got five guys who are over 500 yards receiving on the year, at least five, maybe six, of 500 yards receiving or more on the season. Uh, Armstrong, you know, he spreads it out all over the field. Virginia Tech, stopping the run doesn't do you anything because UVA just has decided they're not going to run the ball anymore. They're just going to sling it all over the field. Mm-hmm. And Armstrong completes 66% of his passes. I don't see the path for Virginia Tech here. I got UVA by a couple touchdowns. I mean, the only thing, the, the only way Virginia Tech wins this game is if they're efficient with the ball for four quarters. Low possession game where you would take the under, right, if you're mm-hmm. betting on Virginia Tech to win. But I UVA is too explosive offensively. We're seeing a Jekyll and Hyde Virginia Tech defense that played horribly last week against Miami. And an offense that you can't really trust right now, even against a bad UVA defense. Yeah, So... If we're getting into a high-scoring game, give me the team that's been high-scoring all year. Give me UVA, and I don't, I don't care what's happened other years, right? Yep. I yep. don't care what history tells me because what what my eyes are telling me is that UVA is the much better football team. Yeah, so I'm going with the who's. They win and they cover.
0: There, there's a, a number of games this weekend, Mike. That I and I think Wake Boston College might have been the same way that I'm approaching from a either bet the favorite to cover or bet the underdog to win the game. Like, yeah, I, I don't right. really see a scenario where Virginia wins this game close by less than seven points. Like, right. I think you have like you're saying they're, they're either going to win this thing by seven plus or like Virginia Tech is going to win the game. Like so um, with that in mind, I think there's also a, a very clear correlation here with your uh, the way that you bet the spread and the way you bet the total. Uh, right. Because like you're saying, I mean, if this turns into a, a game where each team has 15 possessions, like Virginia's going to win. Like, Virginia, yeah. Virginia Tech's offense is not good enough to, you know, to keep pounding for four quarters and, and all those different possessions. Like, they're you know, it's just, it's going to tilt Virginia's way the longer this game goes on. So, if you think Virginia Tech keeps this thing close or maybe even wins the game, you bet the under. If right. you think Virginia's going to cover, you bet the over. Um, right. Agree. So, um, man, I, I feel like I'm going to be dumb for doing this, but give me Virginia to cover as well. Yeah, I have seen too much of this rivalry, Mike, and I'm not I just like this is this is where I'm at with, you know, Georgia Georgia Tech. Like there's been years 10 years ago or whatever that Georgia Tech was favored and it's like, mm, I don't know, like and yes, like they're they're objectively the better team. But like there's just kind of voodoo in the air when when these games come up, Um, you know, so hard, hard to say, but I, I'm going to take Virginia with you. I think Virginia's going to. Yeah. Not only get this done, but I think they might try to make a point here. Uh, and, and, yeah. You know, especially in front of the home crowd and do all like just try to, you know, try to pour it on a little bit. So give me Virginia and the over.
1: Um, this, is, this is a question for the offseason, probably, but I'll pose it to you now. Just you don't have to answer it in length if you don't want to, but just at least think about it. Mm-hmm. If Virginia Tech wins this game and finishes the year six and six, and UVA loses this game, finishes the year six and six, both teams would be four and four in conference play. Mm hmm. What does that mean to you about the Bronco-Mendenhall era so far? If Virginia Tech just fired a coach, went 6-6, six and 4-4, six, four and four, everybody's saying, okay, their season was disappointment, whereas UVA, everybody's been talking about how good their offense has been, but they finished with the same record. Yeah. It definitely,
0: I mean, I think it can speak to the ceiling. And, yeah, we can talk about it a little bit more, you know, de- depending on how everything goes. Um, but it's kind of surprising to me with the way that I'm thinking about Virginia and approaching Virginia is like, Wow! If they lost this game, they'd have six losses. That's right. It's wild, and I guess that's part of what happens when they've lost three in a row. But that's to ranked BYU, ranked Notre Dame, and ranked Pittsburgh. You know, so it right. You know, everything got tough at the end here, but um, you know they're they're still fighting and playing well. I think so. It, it that, right. that's a great question to ask, and definitely something that we need to revisit here.
1: Yeah, and something else I found interesting: UVA. And I, I for some reason, thought they were a lot better than this recently, but they are twelve and eleven in their last twenty-three games. That's kind of crazy too. Which like, is wild. I was shocked by that. I was like, wait, really? <laughs>
0: I, I would have had him better than that. Um yep. was it twenty nineteen when they went to Charlotte?
1: Yep. Twenty nineteen okay, so, with Bryce Perkins. Yeah. yeah. Okay,
0: so last year would have been kind of the you know, the rebuild year with Brandon Armstrong in his first year starting. Um so I guess that makes a little more sense, but Huh, it's interesting. Well, and and on some level, you know, we can also talk about that in the context of what are they now as compared to under Al Groh and Mike London and some right. of these other recent coaches that have, uh, you know, shown us a much lower floor for this program than Brandon right. Hall's shown us. Like, if this is as bad right. as it gets, I think you probably take that. Like, yeah, we'll we'll get to a team here in a minute that tried to uh, tried to raise its ceiling and ended up breaking through the floor and falling into the basement. <laughs> Who yeah could that, who could that be mike could be anybody i
1: i have an idea we'll let them know after the ad mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. so yeah uva in the over for both of us i don't have a wager on this i
1: i'm gonna leave it alone too just because of history i, I mean i'm i'm not i'm not picking the game based on history but i'm also not betting it based on history like, right that's that's kind of where i'm at with it yeah
0: so uh, I, I would say wager on this uh at your own peril like <laughs> Yeah, what, I agree. At that point, whatever you get, you know, you deserve, so.
1: Right, yep, great. All
0: right, UV and the over for the both of us. Let's keep going, Mike. Before we do, we uh, we do need to remind the people about Section103.com. Um, of course, if you are trying to support Georgia Tech this weekend, as I, I should have been doing last weekend, and I certainly am now, as you can see, I'm wearing my Georgia Tech uh, proper word print. Uh, it's the proper tech gold. Uh, it's a, a performance T-shirt. It's incredibly comfortable. It keeps me cool because, you know, Mike, it's late November, but it's in Texas and it's still warm here. Right. So, uh, yeah. Uh, y- y- I can't recommend it enough. It's 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 fantastic wear. They've got T-shirts. They've got sweatshirts and hoodies if you're trying to stay warm at the game on Saturday. Uh, they've got stuff for men, women, children, something for the whole family. They even had a new line of shirts that came out just this week, or really might have been last week now that I'm thinking about it. Um, and... <laughs> I, just Stephen keeps killing it with these designs because if you've ever seen the Ramblin' wreck that has those banners kind of flying off the front of it that say to hell with Georgia, uh, he's got something very comp, very similar to that on uh, a couple of t-shirts, the proper comp- uh, cotton t-shirts, I believe, yep. as well as a hoodie and a sweatshirt. Um, got some new designs coming out all the time there at section 103com com. So keep it tuned there make sure you use promo code. Go for 10% off your first order at section 103com com. Uh, I, I love mine. Uh, I've been wearing my hoodie around Atlanta on my recent trips. Um, it's it's incredibly comfortable, just all sorts of good stuff. And, it, and it's some of the best finding, you know, some of the best stuff that you will find to support Georgia tech as a tech fan. So go do that. Once again, use promo code, go ACC for 10% off your first order. And we very much appreciate the partnership uh, with Steven and with section 103. Uh Thank you on Thanksgiving. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mike, with that, At noon on ABC in front of God and everyone. Uh, The number one Georgia Bulldogs on the road in Atlanta taking on my Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. The Yellow Jackets, a 35-point home underdog. Total is 54 and a half. Uh, This is, of course, clean old-fashioned hate. It is played for the Governor's Cup. Um, You have pointed out that I put uh, Georgia with a lowercase g on the sheet here that we're working off of, that was not a, a, a typo. That was not a mistake. That is just, <laughs> that's the way we do it. Right. So, uh, yeah, keeping certain, certain traditions alive. But I will say, I, I was telling somebody earlier today, it's like, this is by a mile, like the least jazzed up I have been for hate week since joining the student body there over 10 years ago. Like I, I just like, I don't even like have energy to put towards it this year. Like between just, just, disappointment in my own team and like a little bit of existential dread at the idea that georgia might win a national title i am i am not excited for it this year at all
1: don't i don't see why you would be uh i'm taking georgia with a capital g to a <laughs> lamb because i just and even i mean i could see georgia taking their foot off the gas pedal and i could see them you know saving something for Bama. But I mean, they could take their foot off the gas pedal and save something for Bama and cover this thing by halftime. I mean, I, mean, I just watched Notre Dame do it last week.
0: I mean, I was yeah, I was, I was going to say I was texting you and Scott in the middle of that game last week, asking when Notre Dame was going to call off the dogs as they were up forty-two to nothing. So
1: like right, yeah. And Georgia's defense is better than Notre Dame's, and we saw Georgia Tech, you know, uh, turn it over a couple times, make some really boneheaded mistakes, and yeah. give Notre Dame free points essentially. And Georgia's defense is much better than Notre Dame. Notre Dame's got a decent defense. Georgia's got an elite defense. I mean, I could see it playing very similarly mm-hmm. to how it played out in the South Bend. And I, I, there's just—I mean, it could be 35 <laughs> nothing. Thirty it could be 38 nothing. Like is Georgia is Georgia Tech scoring for this game? I don't. I'm not sure. Decent shot that they don't. Uh um, what's the team what's the team total on Georgia in this? Do we know? Off the top of our head? On Georgia?
0: I yeah. I saw it a little bit ago. Uh the team total for Georgia Tech was nine and a half. <laughs> under. Which you see team totals in single digits. Not a good situation.
1: Yeah. Okay. I figured that would be around ten. So that make that makes a lot of sense to me. If yeah. Georgia's team total
0: forty four and a half.
1: Well, 44 and a half. So that, I mean, that answers, that answers that question. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, man. Uh, Give me, give me Georgia. And I'm staying off of the total because I have no idea when they call off the dogs. I don't, I'm pretty certain Georgia Tech's not going to score more than seven points here. Mm -hmm. If they do, if they do, I think this game goes over. Mm -hmm. So if you're an over better and Georgia Tech scores two touchdowns, I think you're in pretty good shape because I think Georgia's going to score 35 with relative ease. Yeah.
0: I mean this is a full on just like name your score game for Georgia.
1: Like Yeah. Like when do you want when do you want to stop playing this game?
2: Yeah.
0: I if you're Georgia. And I just don't think Georgia Tech like I, I gotta tell you, I think there's some quit factor with Georgia Tech. At yeah. least a little bit. Saw it last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you're gonna see I don't know if Jeff Sims plays this week. I, I would I kind of assume he will just for, you know, final week of the year and I think as I understand it, Kelly Quinlan, our friend was saying that he was the emergency quarterback for last week. So like he might be okay enough to play, but then again, is this really the defense and, you know, going up against this offensive line that you want to throw your already potentially injured quarterback up against. So high
1: risk, low reward. Yes. Almost, Um, almost no reward considering what they're growing up against here.
0: Yeah. There's not a chance you're going to win this game. So, um, and by the way, this is not one of those either bet the favorite to cover or bet the underdog to win the game outright. <laughs> this is the exception. Yeah, this is the exception.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think this is the. If you had to pick one game on the schedule, it's this one.
0: If if you you know if you wanted to bet a dollar on Georgia Tech to win, what I would tell you is that you get more value out of that dollar if you light it on fire because it'll mm-hmm. at least help keep your home warm.
1: Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that does yeah, something great. for you. I agree. That that's true. That's very true.
0: That dollar on Georgia Tech to win is you'll never see it again. So good stuff. Right. I you know I had the thought too this week. I was going to ask you. And by the way, I'm picking Georgia and I'm locking it up. Yeah, just locking up.
1: You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Can you keep your hand on the button for me?
0: Yeah, sure can.
1: Okay. Yeah, lock it up. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Please. Okay. Yeah. Got that out of our system. Locked. Yep. Yeah.
0: Good. Um, I, I was thinking about this this week. Um, you know, let's let's say that everything uh, everything just like kind of flipped for us uh, for, for, for me in particular. Let's say I was not a Georgia Tech alumnus. I was a Florida State alumnus. And all the people that, you know, kind of know this podcast for, or, or whatever as Georgia Tech alumni, let's say they were Florida State alumni. You know what? Let, it, it if that were the case and all everything else on the field were the same, how much would we even be talking about Georgia Tech this year? Like
1: Uh a decent amount because we'd still be making fun of Jeff Collins.
0: Yeah. Just it feels like we talk about them enough because that's where I went to school. We have a bunch of listeners that sure. listen to them, but like Right, right. This is you know, I don't know, man. It's getting so bad it's like it's it feels like it's it's bottom of the barrel of the ACC and I'm not gonna name specific teams that way, but uh we don't talk about them that much.
1: <laughs> well, no, we don't, but They also don't pretend to be something they're not.
0: That is true. I am
1: calling Jeff Collins a little bit of a con artist. That's what I'm doing there.
0: Bit of a poser, even. Yes,
1: a a poser. Wow. Shout out to seventh grade. That's a yeah. That's a word you haven't used in a long time. That is a throwback. Holy. Uh, I'll I'll lean I'll lean under here because I think Georgia calls it off. It like it'll be kind of like last week. I think the game sprints like last week. Georgia's much better than Notre Dame. We all know that, but. You know Georgia's offense might just be like, all right, uh, J.T. Daniels, you want to get some run here? Not that he, he can't score on Georgia Tech, <laughs> but <laughs> I think I think it will be like, all right, let's let's run it here. Let's let's bring in the backups. Let's.
0: I was gonna say I I don't know who Georgia's third string quarterback is, but I have a feeling we might find out on Saturday.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're gonna find out his name. Maybe <laughs>
0: this is not not a good situation. Um, I'm gonna right. put twenty Van Gorder coin on Georgia here. By the way, uh, yeah, I'm I, with you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I would. Yeah.
0: Um, I did want to mention this, too. We got an email from uh, Lee Nobody. I thought this was mm-hmm. interesting. He says, you know, is, is Jeff Collins galaxy braining Georgia Tech here? And what he says is, has Collins read the tea leaves and realized that showing the progress necessary to keep his job after next year is not in the cards? If so, he may realize that he stands to make 13.8 million dollars if he can get himself fired this season, as opposed to only 10.4 million at the end of the season next year. Is he actively tanking? That would be more explainable than the incompetence on the defensive side of the ball. Looking forward, say, looking forward to losing by eighty. Lee knows. Lee knows.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there because I didn't see the back end of that quote there. I felt like it was yeah,
0: important to include to that part, part too.
1: It, it, it real it really was, and the Google was a little spaz there. So that's that's my fault. What I will say is that there may be credence to that argument if he keeps Andrew Thacker on his staff next
0: year. Uh, yeah. That. That would be a fireball offense by itself. Like, yes, agree. I'm not even sure he's gonna have the option to keep some of this defensive staff in place. Like, no, no. This is a they go or you go kind of thing, and uh, I, I don't think he has that much. Uh, that much. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, loyalty. Yes, I don't think he's that loyal to these guys. So, anyways, fair enough. Georgia in the under and. Yeah, I would say I'll take the under as well, because I think the real crime in this game for Georgia is if you've got starters out there in like the third quarter or something that that could get hurt, especially in a rivalry spot like this, that's got plenty of vitriol and all that, that like, I'm not, I'm not like advocating for trying to hurt guys, but I'm not saying that people won't be out there trying to hurt somebody and, you know, make make their mark and make an impact, whatever. So just, Mm -hmm. yeah, I expect Georgia gets up by a lot and then just. You know, pulls the starters as early as possible and get ready for Alabama next week.
1: Yep. That's great.
0: And I also don't look forward to seeing how, uh, what, you know, what exactly Bobby Dodd Stadium looks like from a fan composure standpoint on the TV broadcast.
1: <sighs> yeah. It might be, might be the sad place instead of the happy place this week. Seems to be. Seems to be. Yeah.
0: All right. Georgia locked up for 20 bank order coin and the under for no wager for the both of us. Let's keep moving. At noon on ESPN. The Florida State Seminoles on the road in Gainesville taking on the Florida Gators. Florida State, a two-and-a-half point underdog. Total is 59. And, Mike, once again, on the preview, we uh, we already have a lock on this. So, Florida State, we're both locking it up.
1: You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. I-, I didn't know if you were Please. playing the button. I did. Wait. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. All right, go. cool. Just... I I didn't know. Sorry, this is this is new to us. This is new. This is new territory, uncharted waters. We right? we pulled back the
0: curtain once in this episode. We'll do it one more time and point out that Mike does not actually get to hear what goes on on the uh, on the soundboard. Which, by the way, reminds me, Mike. I I forgot to mention this earlier. I, I thought about it, but what uh, what is it once again that we say about Virginia? Virginia is awesome. That's correct. They are they are awesome. Mike, please continue with your Florida <sighs> state Florida analysis.
1: Man, not the week for that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Uh, Yeah, I mean, this this is pretty easy because it it, it became this became easier, Joey, when we found out that Florida fired Dan Mm Mullen. So as if we weren't taking Florida State before this, this made it a bit easier on us. Mm -hmm. Uh, Florida's without their head coach. Florida State's playing some pretty decent football here in November. Um, They've certainly been playing better over the last five or six weeks. And yeah, I, I. don't really have any confidence in florida i think there's a quit factor there and i think florida state is not quitting and that's clear by the way that they've played so mm-hmm. i like i like the knolls here outright yep yep
0: uh for some reason i'm not seeing a number on florida state money line but i'm with you um i i, I don't need two and a half points i just I, I think florida state wins the game outright this this is a uh, this is a vibe check game to me mike and um the whole vibe check really just points to the fact that Florida State building some momentum. They're in a pretty decent place. They're playing for bowl eligibility. Like, you know, they were pretty down early in the year. Remember they started like 0-4 or whatever it was. It was like unthinkable. It hasn't happened since, you know, like the Vietnam War and like stuff like this. And for them to now be going into a rivalry game, just needing this win for bowl eligibility. I mean, they have they have done well down the stretch here. They seem like they're building momentum towards next year. Meanwhile, Florida has been quitting on their coaches. That like there's a clearly some sort of internal turmoil going on there. Um, nothing going well there at all. I think they just want to get out of here. They they might not even make a bowl game, and I think they might be okay with that. Like just just get this thing over with and move on.
1: Yeah, I, I that's kind of where they're at at this point. Yeah,
0: so I'm with you. Give me Florida State locked up. I think they win the game outright. Um, I, I think Mike Norvell keeps building here. And uh, I think the Knolls win, so we'll throw we'll throw 20 Vanguard coin on that, too. Why not?
1: Uh, yeah, we're just going to – it's the last week of the regular season. We're firing from the hip. Give me 20 as well. There you go.
0: On the Uh Total of 59. I
1: kind of feel like the over here, if anything. I'm going to go under. I'm going to say under.
0: Florida's defense has been an atrocity. Bad.
1: I, they've been horrible. Yeah. They've been really bad.
0: And I, I was listening earlier today, uh, shout out to the cover three podcast, Bud Elliott, big Florida state man was, was talking about, he might take, he's going to look for like an alternate line on Florida state, like Florida state minus seven or something. If he can get it at three and a half or four to one, um, basically saying that Florida is probably going to have some quit factor in them. If Florida state yeah. can get up by 10 points or something, Gators might just quit. And, yeah. uh, I think there's something to that. So if you if you can find that, um, you know that that is an option to, to bet it as well.
1: Yeah, for sure. No, I agree with that.
0: By the way, this is the Sunshine Showdown, and it is played for the Makala trophy, which is different than that game that we played in like second grade. That, that's yeah.
1: Mancala. This is yeah just Mancala. Yeah, Makala A little different. Yeah, yeah, a little different. Sort of, sort of the same, but not really.
0: I don't know how I'd never even heard of that trophy before uh, looking it up prep for this show and by the way yes flexing that we did do a little bit of prep today
1: mike we did we we prepared more than we did for our recap no (laughs) doubt about that
0: just just slightly just slightly
1: we we prepared in other ways
0: that's right that's right uh all right florida state locked up for 20 van gorder coin a piece and i had the over you have the under but you know who the hell knows bet that at your own i
1: don't i certainly don't
0: definitely don't all right uh, keep moving here. 7.30 on ESPN2. Uh, it's It doesn't have an official name. It has the unofficial name of the Bourbon Bowl. Uh, this Goodness is played for for the Governor's Cup. It is the Kentucky Wildcats on the road in Louisville taking on the Cardinals. Cardinals a minus, or minus, minus three. They're a three-point favorite at home. Total is 57. <laughs> I can't talk right now. It's, it's...
1: <laughs> They're a minus three through seven holes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: hit a couple birdies. That's, that's been good. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Louisville favored, as we kind of suspected they might be. Louisville been playing better here the last couple of weeks, although against I would say uh, lesser competition somewhat. Um, I'm real nervous about this. I kind of want to take Kentucky here to cover. Um, they they and and honestly, this is another one of those either Louisville covers or Kentucky wins outright. I don't. I mean, I guess there's no. There, this is one maybe where there's a path for Louisville to win by like a couple points or something to where Kentucky covers but doesn't win.
1: I have no, this is one of those games I had here. This is actually the only game this weekend where I'm like, I have no idea what's going to happen here. Mm-hmm. Like in terms of teams who are going to win outright or, or spread, whatever. Like I have no idea what's going to happen here. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to lean Louisville. Cause I think they're, they're playing better right now, mm-hmm. but I look at this also and I'm like, Kentucky hasn't been bad this year. Like they're eight and three. Um, they were, they were, definitely playing with a bit more momentum earlier in the year than they have in the second half. But some of that is a product of their schedule as well. I just look at the way Louisville has been scoring the last few weeks. And I get, I get it's been against poor competition, but they have been putting up some points and Malik Cunningham has been really good for Louisville this year. I mean, mm-hmm. that that's another storyline. We talked about Devin Leary earlier. That's a storyline that's flown under the radar is how well Malik Cunningham has actually played bouncing back from a year ago. He's yeah. been really, really good. So I'm just going to lean Louisville. I think it's close, though. I think Louisville covers barely. They cover close. I think it's Louisville inside a touchdown. I have no idea what to do with the total. I I have no idea what to do with this game. So I'm going to say Louisville inside a touchdown. I'm going to say under 57. I have no idea what's going to happen here. No idea.
0: For some reason, the score 31-28 keeps coming to mind. Like... Sure. Like if Louisville wins 31 28, that's a push and that gets you two points past the total. Like it's it, it feels like it's gonna that. be right. Yeah, for either team. Yeah. Um, yeah. you're correct that Malik Cunningham is, has played pretty well, really, especially down the stretch here this year. Um he has not really had a, a bad game. He 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 was he struggled throwing the ball a lot against NC State and against Boston College. They're kind of in the in the late October time frame. But other than that, like you're correct that he has been awesome this year. And any problems that Louisville has had has not really been at the quarterback position. Um, right. Um last
1: year, a little up and down.
0: Yeah, very much more up and down last year. Um so he's 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 been good this year, for sure. Um yeah, I I don't know. I this this is this could go either way. I would not recommend wagering on this game one way or the other, based on just what I know and what I've seen. Um, I Kentucky does seem like they've been a little bit of a different team since they played Georgia. They lost that game on a you know, college game day, showed up, the whole thing. They had a bye week after that, and then they lost to Mississippi State. They lost to Tennessee. They beat Vanderbilt, and they beat New Mexico State. Like, they're an 8-3 and three team, but... But
1: yeah. where are the real wins? Right?
0: Yeah, and, and what they've basically done over the last month has not been particularly impressive so you know wager on this as at your own risk um i think i'm just going to take kentucky kentucky's won three out of four in this series including two in a row and and i'll say this like it is weird in a lot of these you know these acc sec games that none of them happened last year right like this is such a staple that we see this game every year every year every year and then it didn't happen last year so right they're back So we'll see. Uh give me Kentucky to cover. I think the, I guess they win outright. Um Yeah. It's just it's too it's too good to be true, Mike, that my Louisville win total ticket would cash after the way they've played sometimes this season. So mm-hmm. I would love for Louisville to win, but give me Kentucky to cover and I I guess the over. I think Louisville's gonna score and I think Louisville's gonna give up points. So Fair enough. You know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Kentucky in the over for me, Louisville in the under for you. Uh, Let's keep moving, Mike. Last one of the ACC-SEC Challenge, and I'm curious to hear your take here. 7.30 on the SEC (laughs) Network. I bet you are. I bet you are. The number 23 Clemson Tigers, an 11.5-point favorite on the road in Columbia, taking on the South Carolina Gamecocks. Total is forty three points. Um, Gross, Mike. We we got into it a little bit on the recap of what would the spread be in this game. It turns out your first <laughs> guess was wrong. Your second guess was wrong, but the actual number falls in between them. So you were you were in the right neighborhood. I, I was uh, I was overshooting it a little bit.
1: I said, uh, yeah, yeah, I think the correct drunken question and response uh, that we've got back and forth in, the question that you asked me was, after a few drinks, mm-hmm. was how many points, and it was a fa- it was a very fair question, how many points would South Carolina have to be getting for you to be comfortable picking them against Clemson next Saturday? That's mm-hmm. what you asked me. Yeah. I said, at first brush, I said, ah, nine and a half. To which you responded with, Really? I really nine mm-hmm. and a half. I said, Yeah, nine and a half. And you said, I'd have to, they'd have to be getting up around 13, Seven, 14, like 15 points. Yeah, you're, you're saying two touchdowns or a little bit. I said, All right, okay, you're right. I said, How about, how about 13 and a half? Well, Joey, Clemson <laughs> is an 11 and a half point favorite, falling right in the middle of my two predictions.
0: Mike Stradamus over here.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, depends on how you look at it. I was either too low or too high. Really, it's somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. It's it's a really good line. It's a really good line, in my opinion. It's a really good line. I and I know I know you were you said it would have to take a little bit more than two touchdowns for you to start feeling comfortable about South Carolina. So I have a feeling you're going to be on Clemson here. Is that correct?
0: That's correct. I'm on Clemson. I'm on the Tigers. On the Tigers. Inside of two touchdowns, like I I just don't think South Carolina is that good. And I realize that they've they've won six games and they're going to go to a bowl game, but like. Yeah, they beat up on Florida. We just talked about that Florida team quitting. They beat Vandy by one. They beat Auburn. Yeah, pretty met Auburn with a beat-up quarterback. They beat them last week at home. Like, I don't know. This has just been a, a wholly unimpressive South Carolina team to me. I don't think they're very good. I think Clemson's kind of pulling it together here in recent weeks, starting to get a little something going on offense. Um, defense holding together really well considering some of the injuries they've had. All this stuff. I, I think Clemson is able to continue dominating the series.
1: I'm on South Carolina. Now, this is what i this is what I will say though, is that I am not very confident in it, but here's my thinking behind it, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want to call Clemson's victory last week or in blowout fashion against Way Forest Fool's gold because I don't think that's what it was. But what I think we saw in that game is Clemson had the athletes. That Wake Forest simply didn't have, right? So, like, Wake Forest's uh, player development could only take them so far. There, mm-hmm. fair to say, mm-hmm. South Carolina's got SEC athletes that Wake Forest doesn't have. I think Wake Forest is a better team. I think Wake Forest is a better, better coach team than South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And no, no shot at Shane Beamer. I just think it's a, it's a different situation, right? Sure. Um, they're, they're more mature in their development as a program. So not a shot of Shane Beamer or the coaching staff. They've done a great job this year, and they're they're bowl eligible. Something I never thought would happen in year one there, uh, but I just think that Clemson is Clemson may have some trouble. I guess South Carolina has been bad, right? But they they were recruiting okay. Like I feel like Clemson is going to have trouble just like putting their foot on the ignition and just pulling away. South Carolina here. Even if they look like the better team throughout the game, because I do think Clemson's going to win. I think they win by nine to ten points, right? Mm -hmm. I think it's in that in that range. Or I mean ten to thirty. I could be wrong. They could win by two scores, and that wouldn't surprise me either. Sure. But I do think it's going to be competitive. And and it's because I think South Carolina's got the athletes to hang in there physically a little bit longer against this Clemson team that Hasn't been all that great all year. I agree with your point about them pulling it together because I, I think they have been pulling it together as well. Mm-hmm. I just think South Carolina is going to, I think they're going to hang in there a little longer and make it a bit more competitive for longer than Wake Forest did. Not because of how good or bad South Carolina is, but because of the athletes are going to be putting on the field against Clemson, which has had trouble separating from teams this year. Last week was the first time we've really seen that. You know what I mean? Like, this is, is the first time we've really seen them separate. But we can also point to Clemson and say, okay, th- there's a talent gap between what we're seeing with Clemson and what we're seeing with Wake Forest. Something we couldn't necessarily say in the loss to NC State, for example, right? Mm. Or in the Pith- in the Pittsburgh game, right? Where Clemson lost those games and you're pointing at those athletes. You're like, those athletes can can hang, right? right? Wake Forest athletes couldn't ha- they're good players but they couldn't hang with the, the with the talent of of clemson and i think that south carolina's athletes can hang but i don't think they're good enough to win the game outright so I, I, south carolina plus the 11 and a half at home i'll take it yeah at night yeah that's true under the lights uh um, under the lights yeah
0: i'm gonna stick with clemson i just i, I think clemson's defense is going to be way too much for south carolina i mean they've South Carolina has not seen a ton of great defenses down the stretch here in -hmm. the the SEC. I mean, they put up 14 on A&M. They put up 21, I guess, against Auburn, for what that's worth. Uh, They put up 21 against Vanderbilt, 20 against Tennessee. Like, Clemson's got one of the best defenses in the country, even still. And I I just don't know that South Carolina is getting a whole lot past, like, 14. Um, You know, so between that... And then I just think Clemson's going to be able to, to to rack up 28, 35 points throughout the course of this game, something like that. Um, so, yeah, give me Clemson. I, I don't think this is particularly close or competitive. Give me Clemson and give me the under. Total's 43. I, I could see the game going over that, but I feel like that's kind of on the high end of, of points being scored. So uh, I, I think with South Carolina, I think South Carolina going to struggle on offense. So, yeah, give me the under on that number.
1: Yeah. I'm on the under as well, but more because I don't think Clemson is going to score enough to pull away. Not necessarily because South Carolina can't score it. I I, I could see a situation where Clemson's defense is giving South Carolina, a lot of issues, Mm -hmm. but I could also see a scenario where Clemson feels a separate. I'm on the under too.
0: I also just love unders in the forties.
1: So yeah, for my shorties, maybe that's right. That's right.
0: All right. Uh, Clemson in the under for me, South Carolina in the under for you, Mike. No wagers either way. Uh, probably just no. leave, leave that alone. Leaving it the hell alone. This yeah, is also no, decidedly no, not a, uh underdog going to win if they cover situation.
1: They're probably the second uh, the second of such games. I would have felt differently about this maybe a month ago when I saw South Carolina blow the doors off Florida. Yeah, I guess it was like three weeks ago, and Clemson hadn't really figured it out yet. So yeah. maybe I would have felt a little bit differently then, but not now.
0: I mean, Clemson's won six in a row in this series, and most of them have not been close. It's been right by 35, by 21, by 24, by 49, by 5, and by 16, 18?
1: Yeah, yeah. let's make it seven. Let's make it seven. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think so. I think so. Yeah, Go ACC to that.
0: All right, uh, let's keep moving here at 12.30 on ESPN3, because even during Rivalry Week, Mike, we've got the Jefferson Pilot Special, so check your local listings or don't your call Miami is a 21 and a half point favorite on the road at Duke total is 68 in most years Mike this is the point where we would say well it's Thanksgiving weekend in Durham and Miami doesn't want to play there and it's cold and you know they're on the road and like the whole thing it's like give me Duke and the points and maybe you know a little bit of a sprinkle on Duke outright and this year Mike I nope. am not telling you that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't have. I, I actually don't have a ton to tell you here. I just Miami's the pick. Miami's mm-hmm. the better team. I get that games get weird in Durham, but that's with better Duke teams. And we talk about oh, maybe Miami doesn't want to be playing in Durham like end of November. Well, nothing that I've seen over the last I don't know two months makes me think that Duke wants to be playing in late November in Durham either. <laughs> so yeah, give me my give me Miami here.
0: This, again, we talk about teams that are uh, looking like they might have a little bit of quit in them. Uh, Duke might have a little bit of quit in them. Yeah. And I don't yeah. know if it's Duke. riding on the wall with Cutcliffe or, or what it is, but not not a great situation in Durham at the moment.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you want to see Cutcliffe's last game, watch it 1230 on ESPN
0: 3. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. I, I think Duke's offense is very happy to turn the ball over a couple times. Yeah. Um, I think Miami's offense is well-tuned to hit a few big plays over the top of Duke's defense. So I, I think that the Hurricanes can win this game going away without a problem. So give me Miami. I I think give me the under total of 68. That is a lot of points in a game where Duke might not score a whole lot of anything.
1: Miami and the under, I, I I'm i more confident in Miami spread than I am with that total actually weirdly. So give me, I know it's a huge spread. So it's kind of weird to say that, but mm-hmm. give me uh give me, 15 being Gorder coin on Miami. I am not locking it up, but I think Miami wins this game by three or four scores.
0: Yeah, I think that's reasonable. Um, you know what? Just for the hell of it, give me 15 on the under. Yeah. Give me 15 on the under just for uh, shiggles, as I've heard uh, Bob Saget say before. Shiggles. You, you uh, decide for yourself what that means. Uh, all right, Miami and the under for the both of us. You've got 15 on Miami. I've got 15 on the under. Last conference game, Mike, seven thirty on the ACC Network. Following up that three forty-five spot in the afternoon, of course, the number seventeen Pittsburgh Panthers on the road in the Carrier Dome taking on the Syracuse Orange. Uh, Pitt is a thirteen and a half point favorite, and the total is fifty-eight. Mike, give me Pittsburgh here.
1: Yep, give me Pitt. I, how can I pick Syracuse with how they've been playing the last few weeks and Pitt? You know I, I mean, can see Pitt not really wanting to be there. It's like carrier dome and it's like a gross game and all that. I just I don't see Syracuse running the ball with any high level of success against yeah. Pittsburgh and I think Pitt's offense with Pickett is just way too much here.
0: Well, and I was gonna say like I can tell you why I would pick Syracuse for sure. And it has everything to do with what Pittsburgh has next week. I mean, right. how right. much how much do you think they're really committed to pouring it on this week in a I'll call it a faux rivalry game. It's not even really even that, um, you know, this game doesn't really matter to them almost at all. And Syracuse, if I'm not mistaken, if they win this game, they're bowl eligible. So now that I think about it, I might I am might be talking myself into, uh, you know, changing this pick around a little bit and taking Syracuse.
1: Hmm. I couldn't be me.
0: Yeah, thirteen and a half. I mean, they did just get the doors blown off by NC State. I don't know. I I kind of feel like Syracuse
1: is going to keep playing
0: and play hard and and try to win this game for Dino. Um, and, and I don't know that they're going to get it done either way. But man, yeah, give me Syracuse. Syracuse in the points. I think Pitt wins, but only wins by seven to ten. I, I don't. I don't think they're going to make it a point to win this game by a ton of points. I don't think that there's a lot of gain for them, really, in either way. If anything, maybe you win here and it helps with bowl positioning. You know, regardless of what happens next weekend. But yeah, give me Syracuse in in the points just to keep it close because I have to pick something. But I'm not going to wager on this one way
1: or the other. This this gets you into a really good bowl game. If you win this one, Pitt, it secures your spot in a really good bowl game, regardless of what happens in the ACC championship game. Mm-hmm. Just something to keep in mind. Ten and ten and two looks a lot better, right? They're, they're what? They're 9 they're 9 and nine, 9 and two, 2 going in this? Is that? I mean 10 and is that right? Hmm. Hang on. They lost nine to Western
0: Michigan. They lost Oh, I to... forgot Western
1: I forgot. I'm sorry. I forgot the Western Michigan game.
0: They're, no, they're 9 and 2. You're right. They lost okay, to Western I was Michigan right. and they lost to Miami. Yeah, so okay, okay,
2: I was right. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. So, yeah, 10 and 2 gets you into the big bowl game.
0: You could win 10 games. Um yeah, yeah I, f- I figure if you win, you win this game, you're probably like a top 15 team going into the conference yeah. championship game. Yep. So, you know, there is something to be played for, for sure. Uh, I'm going to, I think I'm going to take the over here. I don't, I don't love that either way. Total of 58. Um, you're correct. that this is not a great matchup for Syracuse, who wants to run the ball a ton against Pittsburgh, who does fantastic, uh, a fantastic job of stopping the run and does not really do a great job of stopping the pass. Like, if you can't throw the ball over them and beat them through the air, it's a bad matchup. Just fundamentally, yep. it is. Um, but give me the over still. I think um, again, there, there's a little bit of a motivational question, you know, especially from the defense. You know, late in the game, could be a couple of garbage time scores, something like that. So give me over 58 here.
1: I sure. Yeah. Why not? Uh, sure. Yeah. I. No idea, Joey. <laughs> no clue. Like I'm not gonna even pretend. Uh, no idea.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't feel strong about that number either way. So good to go. All right, Syracuse and the over for me. Pit in the over for you, Mike. Uh, no wagers. Last game, Mike. We got to talk about here. The uh, at noon on Friday. This is exactly how you should be uh, spending your Black Friday and not out like you know scavenging breweries or. <laughs> Uh, forging
1: for berries, fighting
0: people in the aisle at Best Buy or whatever people do these days on Black Friday, um trolling people on on the internet whatever. Uh noon on Friday on the CBS Sports Network, the Ohio Bobcats are on the road taking on our Bowling Green Falcons, Mike. Bowling Green is a 6-point underdog at home. Total is 48 and a half. You like the Falcons here?
1: Give me the Falcons
0: with the button with the button with the button give me the falcons sure and the under uh yeah you know what falcons all day let's go <laughs> falcons and the under uh yeah why not it's it's weird to me and i looked this up because again we are uh, well prepared for this episode uh i mean bowling green is in ohio and ohio i don't know if you knew this mike ohio is in ohio and yet this game is not listed as a rivalry game on the wikipedia page i don't get that weird huh it is weird uh kent state and akron i believe listed as official rivals of bowling green but uh you know scott leffler being that this is not a rivalry game you have nothing to worry about you can't get fired in this game uh uh, i beg to differ
1: (laughs) you're scott leffler you can always get fired that's it's always possible hey the virginia Tech virginia tech jobs maybe he doesn't have to get fired there you go there you go
0: that's that's the spirit um don't speak that into existence i would really recommend
1: i'd uh, i'd rescind my degree (laughs) too strong Uh, you know man's gotta have his
0: convictions mike
1: yeah, see, I say that, but I'm not sure I'd actually get behind it when the time came. You know.
0: <laughs> there you go. Talk a big game. Yeah, talk, talk a big, big game. game. Yeah, Mike, let's recap these picks. Uh, we both have locks on Wake Forest, Georgia, and Florida State to cover their respective spreads, all for twenty van Gorder coin. I also have the over sixty four and a half in Wake and Boston College for ten van Gorder coin, and the under fifty under sixty eight in Miami and Duke for fifteen van Gorder coin. Uh, you also have Miami minus the 21 and a half against Duke for 15 Van Gorder coins. So uh, those are our wagers and locks for this week. I don't think I missed anything. That was uh, just pretty efficient there. Mike, last thing. Once again, it's rivalry week. What other games are you interested in wagering this weekend, starting from the early games, if you could, please? Because you know people, oh. are, people are an hour and two minutes into this podcast, but we got to make sure they hit the, uh, the Thursday and Friday action first. Yeah,
1: no, that's fair. Uh, I would consider taking the over in the Egg Bowl. I'm looking at that. I don't know what direction that game's actually going to go. Uh, Mississippi State's a two-point favorite. Will Rogers has been playing out of his mind. I think Ole Miss is probably the better team, but mm-hmm. Mississippi State's at home, and I'd rather just bet the over and just count on a bunch of points being scored. So mm-hmm. over 64 might be a play there and that's a Thursday game so make sure to get those bets in mm-hmm. uh i the 3:30 Fresno State San Jose State game i'm i'm good i'll be eating i'll be eating around that time so i'm just going to leave that alone there you go uh yeah no reason to get an upset stomach over an early spread uh let's go to Friday
0: am i uh, am i hold on am i seeing this right that on Friday Boise State and San Diego State are going to play at noon eastern in San Diego, meaning that is a nine a.m. kickoff local time.
1: That appears to be the case.
0: What is what is this like third grade football? We got to seed the field to somebody after the game.
1: Yeah, they're playing like somebody's middle school or something. We're kicking a. F- <laughs> okay,
0: sure. Please continue. Uh,
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I think I think by virtue of that alone, I got to go with Boise. Right? This is insulting to San Diego State That play nine a.m. on.
0: I don't know. I'll take the under 44 and a half.
1: Yeah, I I don't know how I feel about that game. To be quite honest with you, I just think it's very weird. Uh, give me Kansas State plus one thirty on the field against Texas. I was that that's one I'm absolutely interested in. <laughs> I like Kansas State outright. Yeah, I like Kansas State outright. I think it Chris Kleiman an extension if they beat beat the brakes off Texas mm-hmm. in Austin. I, I think Kleiman's getting extended. Um, if we bet Kansas State, you and I will be getting extended. Mm. So give me give me careful <laughs> give me family Kansas. program. Give me Kansas State. Uh, Give me under 41,
0: Iowa, Nebraska.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't have any interest in betting the spread in that one, but the under is in play. I agree with that. Oh, let's see. Uh, God, I know I know, Colorado's bad, but 23-and-a-half on the road in Salt Lake City. I know Utah's kind of a runaway freight train, but are they getting a little bit of a bump because of that Oregon game last week? Kind probably. Like this kind of a sleepy spot for them, looking ahead to a Pac-12 title game. And Colorado, not
0: total trash either. Like No. At least not anymore. They kind of were, but they're not anymore. But, right. Yeah, 23-and-a-half. I think they can, they can make that a, a bit of a game.
1: Yeah. Agree. Under
0: forty four in the Apple Cup.
1: Um, like another game that's just another game I'm not interested in betting the spread in at all because yeah. it's basically a pick'em. Maybe who, who the, the under. Hell
0: knows which coachless team is going to show up.
1: Yep. I like Ohio State Saturday against Michigan. So and I think Michigan I don't wanna like put this like in with all the other Michigan teams that have been just kind of up and down, but this is a this is an Ohio State team that it's just playing on another level offensively right now. Mm-hmm. And I think Michigan will keep it competitive early. I think Ohio State pulls away late, wins by like 10 to 12 points. Michigan is very good. This is a very good Michigan team coached by Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. I just think Ohio State's on a different level. And I don't want this to be a referendum on Harbaugh either, by the way, because I don't think that's fair with how they played this year.
0: Uh, y- yeah, I mean, if I agree. Like, <laughs> as much as Michigan has tried and wanted to fire Harbaugh, like, yeah. Are you gonna really be mad when they finish like ten and two here and right. are, are a top ten team? Like yep. unbelievable, right? But they just couldn't yeah. beat Ohio State, which you know. Um uh, yep. but I agree. Ohio State minus the eight and a half, like they I I realize how good Michigan is and has been, but I've also seen this game the last five years and it, it seems like it almost never matters how good Michigan is or isn't. Ohio State boat races them. So right. Agree with the, way, with the way that Ohio State has turned a corner in the last month or so. Yeah, Buckeyes minus the eight and a half for me.
1: I have I have two more for you, real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're we're fading Indiana every week. So Purdue minus the fifteen and West Lafayette. I I don't care. I know mm-hmm. it's a big number. I don't I don't care. Mm-hmm. Indiana's awful. We're, we're fading Indiana. It's been profitable for me. If we're staying on it. Yep. And uh that's been like three straight weeks I've bet against Indiana and I've won each time. Why go away from something that's working?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Oklahoma State in Bedlam. I no interest in betting Oklahoma right now. None. Really? None. They're a bad ten in one team. Have you now. watched Bedlam? I'm good. I'm like good. In, in Oklahoma the last State. Ten years. Oklahoma State's good. I'm I'm on it. Oklahoma State's good. This is gonna be different. I'm good. Okay. Getting pokes. Go pokes. Go pokes in Bedlam.
0: <laughs> we'll see. Uh, speaking of teams, were fading. Mike, give me Navy minus the twelve and a half against Temple. Uh, yeah. <laughs> T- Temple Temple's horrible. Quitting. Yeah. Decidedly terrible.
1: quitting. Yeah, they're terrible. Navy's team
0: total, I'm also seeing it 27.5 over. Um, Yeah. I think they'll get to at least 28, so interested there. Uh, Kansas plus 15.5 at home against West Virginia? Lance Leipold might have something going there. That's all I'm saying.
1: Yeah, he he might. He might. He might. They've been competitive. Um,
0: Let's see, what else? Northwestern and Illinois, maybe give me the under forty three
1: and a half, if anything. There, <laughs> that's a sicko's bet if I've ever seen one. Yeah, that's pretty gross.
0: Um, let's see. God, Wisconsin, oh, Wisconsin B- Minnesota, the totals thirty nine. Love it. Yeah,
1: BYU, BYU minus seven against Southern Cal.
0: Yes. Yeah, BYU there
1: for sure. That's a bet. Yeah, that's a, that's a late night bet on Saturday.
0: Yep. Um, Utah Roadrunners meet Meep. Uh it minus may... minus ten and a half on the road at North Texas. That's kind of a lot of points, but maybe. Might be interested there. Yep. It's an option. And other than that, I don't know if anything else is really sticking out to me here. Um Little nervous about Oregon given seven at home against <laughs> Oregon state in the civil war.
1: I'm I'm looking at that myself and I don't know if I'm going to pull the trigger on it, but if I do, I'm probably on Oregon state.
0: If I've, uh, if I've ever watched, uh, winners with Scott van Pelt and I have once or twice, I have a feeling Oregon state is on that, uh, on winners this yeah, on week.
1: the board. Yeah. I have a feeling
0: we shall see. Um, Notre Dame minus 20 at Stanford. Also, uh,
1: <laughs> Notre Dame's good, but Stanford's like dead. Stanford's dead. Yeah, dead. Under shot. Dead under shot. Yeah. Uh,
0: any interest in Auburn plus 19 and a half in the Iron Bowl?
1: No, thank you. Nope.
0: Pass. No, thank you. Pass, pass, pass. Um, Let's see. Gosh, there's so many games this weekend. There's a lot. There's a ton.
1: On. There's a ton of games.
0: LSU plus six and a half at home against Texas A&M. Mm. 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 I don't know. and m doesn't have a ton to play for here at this particular moment for what that's worth, but I'll probably leave that alone. Yeah. 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 I think I'm good. I think that's all I got. It was plenty. There were plenty there. Plenty there. Quite a bit. Quite a bit. bit. All right, Mike. Uh, That's all I got for week 13. Anything else before we work on getting out of here?
1: On to conference championship games. On to them. After we, uh, after we recap these, of course.
0: That's right. Yeah. Uh, We got to come back uh, on Sunday or hell maybe Saturday, Saturday night? night Want to fire from the hip again we might uh yeah we might have to have a back-to-back Saturday night fever show in here on the uh, basketball conference podcast and talk about these games
1: we can dual screen BYU USC as we're doing that
0: let's do it absolutely after the conclusion of the Clemson South Carolina and Pitt Syracuse games that could be interesting oh yeah and absolutely. Kentucky Louisville all seven yeah. games
1: yeah some big, big nights late this week
0: that's right that's right all right Sounds good. Well, let's come back and do that at some point this weekend, whenever it ends up happening. Yep. Uh, in, until then we're going to get out of here. You can come <laughs> find us on Twitter. I'm at FTRS Joey. He is at Mike McDaniel CFB SOS. Wait, which one?
1: So SOS. It's been a while. Yeah. SOS
0: at Mike McDaniel SOS. Uh, together we're at BC podcast, ACC. I am not in midseason. season. I, pro- I forgot. I forgot. That was even my handle. Yeah. I, it's it's, so long. Yeah. I yeah, it was a brain fart. Um, we are on iTunes. We're on Spotify. Hit that follow button. Hit the subscribe button. Uh, share us with your friends. We appreciate those who have. Uh, you can send us an email with your questions, comments, concerns to the longest email address known to man at basketballconferencepodcast at gmail.com. Nailed it. Thank you. And thank you to Lee Nobody for sending us your email this week. Uh, that helps spice up the show. So thanks to those who do that. Mike, where else can they find us on the social medias?
1: Facebook. Facebook.com slash basketballconference. rate, review. Find all of our podcasts there, Joey.
0: Mm-hmm. Please do that. Please do that. You could even go find us on the gram and that is not. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I didn't actively promote that, but yeah, we're on there. (laughs) It's not a, it's not a fake account or an imposter account. It is a real account, even though it's kind of dead at the moment, but it's us. It's, it's there. It's for us uh, at BC podcast, ACC on, uh, on Instagram. So go find us there as well. That'd be fun. Uh, Mike, anything else? I think we're good. You want to come back and uh, recap these games? Maybe Saturday Saturday night night fever,
1: Saturday night fever.
0: Let's do it. All right. Sounds good. Well, happy Thanksgiving to you and to all our listeners. Enjoy your time off. Enjoy the games. Mike, we will be back to recap these games here sometime over the weekend. But again, hope everyone has a great holiday weekend. Stay safe. Uh, Enjoy yourselves. Enjoy these games. And of course, for Mr. Mike McDaniel, I am Joey Weaver. And until next time, go ACC.